Revelation kinda crazy Try to read it, don't be lazy Revelation kinda groovy Kinda freaky, kinda like a scary movie Welcome to God is Open. I am your host, Christopher Fisher. Today on God is Open, we're going to be covering a different phrase in Revelation. On a previous podcast, we covered the Book of Life. It's a dynamic book. Names are added and removed as circumstances change. But Revelation has a lot of enigmatic phrases in it, and one of them we find in Revelation 1.8. God's speaking here, and he says this, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, Almighty. Now, this phrase, who is and who was and who is to come, is often taken by theologians to be some sort of temporal claim that God's in this temporal flux or outside of time and space, and he has all these attributes of different tenses at the same time. But is that what's going on here? Let's take a look. This is linked to Alpha and Omega, which is the first and last language that we find in Isaiah. Flipping to Isaiah, let's take a look. Isaiah 41.3, who has pursued them and passed safely by the way that he has not gone with his feet? Who has performed and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, am the first, and with the last I am he. The coastlands sought and feared, the ends of the earth were afraid, they drew near and came. So this first and last language, Alpha and Omega language, is linked to God's power in Isaiah 41, 3, 4, and 5. Isaiah 44, 3, he says this, I will pour water on him who is thirsty, the floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offspring. Uh, Verse 6, thus says the Lord, King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. And who can proclaim as I do? Then let him declare it and set it in order for me. Since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show these to them. So he's talking about his power again to perform. He says, I am the first and the last. I'm not going to be upsurded by these other gods. There's not going to be a God that takes my place, a different God to be the last God. I'm the first and I'm the last. I have power to perform. I said, I'm going to do these things and I'm going to do them. Flipping back to Revelation 1.8, where he says, I'm the Alpha and Omega. Again, the context is a power claim as we found in Isaiah. Revelation 1.7, Behold, he is coming in the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. So the immediate context of Revelation 1.8 is power acts, the day of the Lord, the day of judgment. God is coming in power to set right the wrongs. It makes a lot of sense that this is linked to the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last language that we find in Isaiah linked to the same themes. And to all of these, is linked this enigmatic phrase, who is and who was and who is to come almighty. So does this sound like uh, some sort of timeless claim that he's outside of time and space? Does the context suggest that to us? Or maybe there's something else going on here. Maybe this is idiomatic. And let's look through the rest of the book of Revelation to see kind of how this phrase is used or different variations of this phrase and see if those could give more insight to what we've already established. Again, nothing in context about being timeless. It's this uh, short little phrase that people pull out of context and say this means God has no tenses. God is outside of time and space. Let's look at uh, Revelation 4.8. And four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. 
So this is funny because the scene here is that these angels are around the throne of God and God's not timeless. You know, he's sitting on the throne and they're worshiping him and they say, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who is and who was and is to come. So do they think this is a timeless scene? Are we experienced timeless eternity or are we experiencing a temporal event in which God is receiving praises in real time and in the presence of these angels as we find throughout the Bible? That God sits in his, on his throne, he's surrounded by his minions, he's surrounded by his council, and uh, they worship and praise him. Not a timeless scene going on here. So it'd be very odd if this phrase is about timelessness and tenselessness in, in, in light of the scene that this is casting. Moving on, and the 24 elders, this is Revelation eleven sixteen, and the 24 elders who sit in their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God. So the, again, the same thing's going on. They're in heaven. They're worshiping God. They're in front of him saying this. We give thanks to you, O Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and began to reign. What? Okay, so the two theories that we've uh, established so far that either this is probably a power phrase linked to God's power or, or the, the Calvinist idea that this is about God being tenseless and outside of time. Which does this reinforce? Which reading does this reinforce? So these people say to God, these elders, they, they walk up to God and they bow down to him. They fall on their faces and they say this. We give thanks to you, O Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. Sounds to me very power orientated, very, very much uh, in line with God's rulership. God being king, God being sovereign, God being able to accomplish. That's what it sounds like to me. Let's move on to our next reference. So here's, I think, where the real kicker is. The real kicker is when the same phrase is used not of God, but uh, a variation of the phrase is used about this beast. In Revelation 17, there's a beast, and it says this, The beast that you saw was, and is not, and is about to rise from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. Remember, the phrases about God is that God is, and God was, and God is to come. And that's contrasted with this beast, who was, and is not, and is about to rise from the bottomless pit. So is this about uh, this beast being timeless, and then time-bound, then timeless, or something like that, or, or vice versa, that he was time-bound, then timeless, then time-bound, is that, is that what's going on here? Or maybe he just has like two tenses and then, then there's one tense that no, it doesn't make any sense. Instead, this is about power. So he used to be in power and then he wasn't in power and then he's going to rise to power. He was and is not and is to rise from the bottomless pit. Skipping down a couple more verses, we have a reiteration of this phrase. In case it's not clear from 17.8 that this is a parallel phrase to God being the God who was and is and is to come. Revelation 17.11 As for the beast that was and is not, it is the eighth, but it belongs to the seventh, and it goes to destruction. So it was and then is not. I, it sounds to me like power claims. This beast used to be in power and then lost the power. As opposed to God, who was and is and is to come, is, has always been the ruler, can never be subverted. No God's going to take his place. 
right? It doesn't make sense if these any of these things are timelessness claims. How does it fit in context? How does it add to the context? How does it give something material to the reader to further the point of the immediate scenario being set up? God's being worshipped to his face, and then they throw in a little tiny phrase that God is timeless, outside of time, and uh, that negates the context. That negates the scene that's being set up in the courtroom scene in heaven. It just doesn't work. Revelation 4, 8, of course, holy, holy, holy is Lord God Almighty. Almighty is a power thing. It's about God's power. That's linked to his power. And back to Revelation 1, 1, 8, I am the Alpha and Omega. Those are power claims, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. It's all about power. Nothing about this is God's timelessness or being tenseless or anything like that. That's a forced reading. Uh, I don't think that fits for the context. It doesn't it doesn't give something for the reader to understand this passage better. Instead, people have to extract it from the context. They, they have to not talk about the context in order to come to the conclusion that this is a timeless verse about God being tenseless. It just doesn't fit. So I hope you like this uh, mini-sode. Uh, I, I think it's uh, very interesting stuff, this, this phrases, this terminology, and how these words work. Thanks for listening. Revelation kind of crazy Try to read it, don't be lazy Revelation kind of groovy Kind of freaky, kind of like a scary movie <laughs> That was fun Though the trouble's not